to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Third and goal at the two. Cooper to the left, Prescott in the gun. Snap is back, play fake. Throws it in the end zone, wide open, Cedric Wilson. Touchdown, Cowboys. The voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham. 105.3, the fan, man who loves a good pair of long shorts. Uh, you hear him on the call there. Now we go to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, hanging out near the star, but he can't be in the star right now. COVID protocols. Got to keep this man away from the Cowboys because you never know what uh, John Machota from The Athletic may be carrying. John, uh, good to have you, and uh, it's always fun to catch up with you. Good to see you in the press box the other day. Cowboys lose uh, 25-22, to 22, and now the big story today, Micah Parsons heads into the COVID protocols. Now, John, this is not the worst thing in the world if this guy doesn't play and then he's fine for the playoffs and comes back. But now, just, I mean, are we still saying, because the Cowboys can play fast and lose sometimes, are we still saying that Keanu Neal and uh, our buddy Amari are the only guys that are unvaccinated on the team, at least on the active roster? Is that right? Micah, we believe Micah, was vaccinated yet has ended up with the you know in the covid protocols. Yeah, as, far as I know it's it's Keanu Neal and, and Amari Cooper. So, uh I think that there's a good chance Micah will, you know, obviously he's going to miss this game. Uh it doesn't make, I don't see how he would come back for this one, but he'll be ready for the playoffs. And that's the thing though is that, you know, I know Amari had still had a cough and uh had a little bit of the effects in his first game back after it, it affects players differently. So how is it going to affect Micah? We don't, we don't really know. Uh, it doesn't sound like he has some, you know, of the really bad symptoms. So uh, it seems like he'll be ready to go for the playoff game. And I don't know for this week, I, I just really don't see Philadelphia playing many of their starters. If, if any at all uh, of their key players, they're dealing with a lot of COVID too. So it's like, if, if you're going to have a guy miss a game, uh, this obviously would be the one. Are you you're saying it's a good time to get COVID? <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's ever a good time, but there's certainly oh, worse okay. times than uh, than others. Yeah. And, uh, worse yeah. times would be within the next uh, three to four weeks, depending on uh, if they can advance. Who do you think is the the Nick Sirianni of the local media that covers the Cowboys? Is there anybody that kind of Sirianni reminds you of? Like somebody that have you does it struck you that first of all do you even do you feel like we know Sirianni yet we know Ron Rivera we kind of know Judge Judge is just kind of a you know he's just he's just kind of existing I don't I don't I don't think much of him do we think Sirianni might end up being a pretty good coach have you uh you're a guy that likes to look around the league and you for some reason love the Detroit Lions uh, a, a team that uh, obviously is uh, uh, lives in infamy. Do you uh do you have any feel for this Sirianni at all? So I don't have a good comp in, in the DFW media. He's uh he's an interesting interesting cat. When I first saw him talk after he got the job, I kind of I don't know it didn't it didn't seem like the the greatest of fits. And then it also kind of came out of nowhere because 
he certainly wasn't the front runner when he got the job. And then I I can't remember how many weeks ago, it's probably multiple months, but he had this really long answer when when they weren't playing well at the beginning of the year about how <laughs> the Eagles are kind of like a flower and uh and the and the roots are just trying to grow right now and and even though you can't see what's going on under the soil and when so and it went on for a while this is one of the more lengthy answers he, he has given um i was kind of like that right there could be the one that they always go back to if this thing doesn't work out where they were like yeah. this 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 might work in college or or even with another team but philadelphia no that's not going to play and surprisingly enough since he went on that little uh, explanation. They've kind of turned it around now, kind of like the Cowboys, which is what's fascinating about the Eagles team. It's like you kind of look at the same thing as the Cowboys recently. Like you're like, do they really? Ha- I mean, they have wins and they've gone on winning streaks, but you look at the teams they've beaten, and you're just kind of like, well, none of these teams are going to be like ones you're going to see in the playoffs. So uh, I did not think Nick Sirianni was going to have a ton of success early on. So he's kind of exceeded my expectations. All right, John Mishota, uh, who's watched the Eagles blossom under Sirianni, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, these Cowboys, I, just watching them the other day, you know, it, it is funny. I, I was listening and reading some of those comments from McCarthy today. You can kind of tell, in our minds, and maybe it's the cynical writers in us and all that kind of thing, they were really down in that game. I mean, they had a horrible third quarter. They're down 22-7. They show a little fight late to get it back. But after those kinds of games, it always seems like they, they don't remember any of that. Oh, we were like one play away from winning that game. That seems to be the attitude. Are, are some of those responses, John, you've you got to be on those Zooms at all times. Uh, do some of those things start to seem a little hollow to you? That seems like a leading question. But I was even looking at at Dak's r- response. You did a nice job of doing however you do it, like you type it in your iPad and take a picture of it. I wish you'd teach me how to do that sometime. But it's a good response. It's just kind of, and, and again, I, I kind of like, I mean, it's it's well thought out, but some of these responses are starting to ring a little hollow to me. How are, how are they playing to your ear? No, no, I think you're you're dead on with that, and and I think a lot of fans feel the same way too. Where it's kind of like, yeah, we've been hearing this for weeks, but you know, when when are we going to see the results type thing? And 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 you you've kind of been teased, you know. You kind of thought you were seeing some of these results in that Atlanta game. You kind of thought you were seeing some a couple of weeks ago against Washington, and then there was a lot of buildup to this Arizona game as kind of being like a little playoff preview, and for them to come out as flat as they did, it's kind of like you're really like, I don't really care what they say. And I, and I kind of feel like they feel that way too, where they know, like, I mean, it's going to be hard to compare it to every single time I've ever been around Dak, but today his, his talking with reporters was as short as brief, uh, even a little chippy as I've ever, as I think I've ever seen him. Like you, you can just tell that he's frustrated that the offense isn't playing better, having all of these pieces out there and, Part of it's probably because he probably got annoyed with how much it was talked about that he was in a slump, which he is. I mean, you can call it a different word or change things around and try and make it sound different. But, I mean, that's just what's going on. Now, obviously, it's not all his fault. I mean, I think Dak could get on, on track real quick if they could find any type of running game. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I, their answers right now, they just don't mean much until you, until you see it on the field and you see it particularly against a good team. And, and my one 
my one issue that I have about all everything that was going on with the offense, particularly in that game, is I don't understand why you wait till your backs are absolutely against the wall to pull out that Cedric Wilson play. Like, why is that that you can't <laughs> do that early in the game? Like, like your like your offense is just this high powered machine that you couldn't bear to do a gimmick play like that early to spark everything. Why didn't yeah. you do that in like the second quarter? It wasn't like we just realized things weren't working well until late in the fourth. Things weren't working well at all in the second quarter and certainly not in the third. I don't understand. Like you have those plays that you've worked on. Why did it take that long to, to bring that out? <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's just like you're down to, okay, now it's time to bring out the trick plays. Oh, let's let said throw it downfield. Uh, you're, you're right. It's strange to try to, to try to, you know, start throwing haymakers when you're already down it seems like you could set the, the tone earlier in the, in the ball game doing that. John Mashoda from The Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And I'm just uh, I'm looking through some of the things you've had today, some of the things, Jerry. You know, it, it is funny, Jerry. Uh, I always kind of like to see what he's talking about. Uh, the news comes out today, though, that's a little different from just even the Cowboys. The Cowboys might be in line to – or AT&T Stadium could host a Super Bowl if this thing spikes, the, uh, the the Omicron. John, are we ready for this? I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. I think you were among us already. Did, had you already moved to Dallas when we uh, – I think you did. You were here when uh, when we tried to host that first Super Bowl? Oh, oh yeah, Matt. Uh, that's when I, I first realized um, – so growing up in Michigan, there's this thing called rock salt, and they put it out <laughs> on, the, on the freeways and on the roads when there's ice and snow. So I'm driving the media days out at the stadium, and it's a nice, nice coverage of snow and ice, and, and everyone's moving pretty slow, as am I. And uh, on the freeway, I, I just tapped my brakes just a little bit, and there was no grip at all. So I actually, in the middle of a freeway, did a complete 360, and everyone else kind of just kind of stopped. I was able to straighten it back out and just keep going and got to the stadium in time to, you know, talk to Charles Woodson and Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, I will I will not forget that. So, But if anyone's going to be happy about the possibility of, of them potentially having another Super Bowl at AT&T Stadium, there can't be anybody happier than about that than Kyler Murray because nobody plays better there than he does. <laughs> I like that. Murray, a man who is now 8-0, uh, could maybe get in and play at AT&T Stadium. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, I, this law, I have Matt, real been quick, to L.A. How bad yeah, does go it ahead. Look? How, how, bad, how bad does it look, Matt, though, if they play him again and he beats them twice in three weeks? I mean, that, that's not going to be a little like, hey, we just need to rally in the offseason and move some pieces around. That's going to be a major blow to this team. Yeah. That, that, Without that's... DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think it's I think it's huge, and uh, I, I that whole thing, that whole scenario. Looking at that, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. Let me. I want you to put on your NBA hat real quick because you also love the NBA. Are you gonna join me tonight at the American Airlines Center to honor the greatness of Dirk? Please say yes. I mean, the athletic. I mean, I know y'all have Tim Cato on there. He'll. He'll be over there in some uh, some kind of funky get-up. Uh, very uh, trendy young man, very bohemian. Uh, are you going to try to slip into the AAC to watch the greatness of Dirk Nowitzki's jersey be uh, be hung up in the uh, you know in the, the rafters? 
Unfortunately, man, I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm impressed that you're gonna that you're making that trip out there. I uh, oh yeah. I would like to. I think I'm just gonna watch it uh, from my home. But yeah, that was another one. I mean, see that. Now you're bringing back these memories. You talk about that Super Bowl that was here. I mean, that this is when I was just really cutting my teeth in the DFW media scene. I was willing to take on anything that uh, high school football, uh, you know, media days, whatever. And obviously, when I got down here, the Mavs were really good. And so uh, I will not forget that run that he put them on because I certainly did not think that they were going to beat the Heat. And the way he played in that series, the whole entire playoffs were amazing. But uh, to see that up close, was incredible, but nah, I don't think I'm going to be making it out uh, there today. What was interesting, though, is that, and this is kind of a thing that's been circulating uh, regarding the Mavs, is that, you know, Micah Parsons was at the Mavs game oh, uh, a couple yeah. nights ago, and then now that he has COVID, that was a big talking point today. Like, should players even be going to these games and things like that? Well, two days ago, or yesterday, when we talked to Micah before he had, you know, tested positive, he had plans to go to that game uh, today or tonight as well, so I don't think he'll be making the trip there, but like, that's the thing, like the Cowboys players, they've been still going out and things like that. So I wonder now that the playoffs are, are here, uh, if that's going to come to a halt. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because tonight will be just such an interesting example. If, yeah. if there's going to be players that want to go, this would be the game that you go to. Yeah, I'll be there to like tattle on them all, you know, because you know the cameras will be on them. And I'll be like, ah, Dak's here. I'm just going to be tattling like crazy. <laughs> Look who's here. Look who doesn't care about football. Here's Dak, and then of course Clarence will get real mad at me. Mosley, why don't you know? It'll be very ugly. Uh, Steve Kerr, by the way, moments ago called Dirk the greatest international player of all time, and says, "quote It's uh, incredibly meaningful for the warrior uh, for the Warriors to be a part of the hashtag #41 Forever festivities." In fact, he's wearing a 41 pin. Now you know what the Warriors are going to do. They're going to come in here, and Steph's going to go for about 50. And uh, they're going to torch the poor Mavs, and then we'll they will do our uh, they will honor Dirk. Nobody will care because it's all about Dirk tonight. But still, that's probably what will happen. Is that who would uh, who is the if we agree that Dirk is the greatest international player of all time? I want to agree with that. I guess I would say Akeem Olajuwon has to yeah. be up there, and I, I you got to call Tim Duncan an international player. As well, oh, yeah. I, I, Akeem Olajuwon was the first one that came to mind for me, um, but all of them, though. I mean, I do think just because of where he's at in his career right now, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo has a chance to to be in that group as well of of, of the current players. I, I know you could talk about Jokic, but I mean, you still would have to win more titles. But of former players, I mean, Akeem has got to be. There. I mean, man, two titles. I mean. I mean, if you're ranking the, the greatest NBA players of all time, you're going to rank Akeem Olajuwon probably at the tail end of the top ten. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they consider him to be in the same class as Dirk. I don't know, but I would have Akeem up there ahead of him. Wow, there he is, Mashota, throwing down some NBA uh, hot takes. I mean, would you and, not agree uh, that Akeem Olajuwon was a better NBA player than Dirk Nowitzki? Uh... One more titles. Certainly, I, uh, Dirk passed him on scoring list. Both iconic players. I could make an argument either way. I, I, I love both of them so much, I really wouldn't put I, you know either one of them uh, ahead. And then I think third, I would have Epe Udo from Baylor. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, I'll uh, – 
Man, I hope, I, I tell you what, if I find an extra ticket, I'm going to text you, all right? I really feel like you should be a part of this thing. And uh, I'll be looking for Cowboys. I cannot wait to turn every one of them in. Zeke, look here, Zeke. He doesn't care about football. I love how Zeke always begins every week just announcing, I'm playing. It's like, no, it's like nobody else but him has any input. I'm playing. Like, at some point, might it be a good idea to not let him play? I mean, is he doing anything? He ran nine. He had nine carries for 16 yards. He does not look good. Like, why in the world would you play him against Philly? But anyway, I mean, do you agree with me? Does it seem strange? Uh, it, it does, but there's also a part of me that, that is going to be very intrigued in that first playoff game to see what the split is on on, on touches from the running backs because uh, uh, I, I just, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, don't rule out in that first playoff game that Tony Pollard gets more touches than Zeke because while they can sit there and talk about how this Arizona game was going to be this measuring stick and stuff before that. The Cowboys haven't had really anything to play for for several weeks now. And so I don't know that they've really shown their hand uh, in terms of, I think it's pretty clear to us that Tony Pollard has the most burst. If, I mean, Zeke's going to start the game, but if he isn't getting some good yardage, I could see them turning to Tony Pollard. And I feel like they've been kind of trying to keep Tony Pollard on ice for the playoffs. So that's wow. going to be an interesting thing to watch because, Let's be honest. This team isn't going to go very far if they can, if they run the football like they did against Arizona. If that's their best plan of attack to run the football, what they did against Arizona, well, then they're losing in the first round. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would keep Tony there. I would not be surprised he gets he gets more carries in that first playoff game. All right, I, what I want to see you write this week is Kellen Moore distracted by Jacksonville job. All right, go with that one. <laughs> I really I, okay. All right, John. All my best. Same to you, man. Thanks, man. man. There, there he goes, John Mashoda from uh, the uh, the Athletic.